Hello, and welcome back to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. Today, we are talking about finding rhythm. No, it's not a podcast dance class, but we're talking about finding rhythm when it comes to time management. So you may have heard me say before that finding balance is impossible. And that is so true. I absolutely stand by that. In fact, finding harmony and figuring out how to manage your time is one of the very first things I teach all of my clients in the Align Leader Project. But never until I met today's guest have I heard it called rhythm. And let me tell you, she makes so much sense when she explains why. So today I am joined by Alexis Greco. She's a fellow army wife, a homeschool mom, a network marketing leader, and now she is on a mission to support women both in and out of her company by helping them find rhythm so that they can increase efficiency and decrease stress. If you don't already have one nearby, you're going to want to either go grab a pen and paper or bookmark this podcast and listen to it again when you can, because I promise you you are going to get something out of this that is going to help you free up your time. You're listening to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Chipchinski. It is my purpose in life to use the lessons I've learned from more than a decade of leadership experience in everything from business to politics to nonprofit and the military to help you become the leader you've always dreamed of having. Whether you lead a network marketing team, a Bible study, a global brand, or a family of four, every week I'm going to walk you through tangible ways to grow your influence and make your vision a reality. So if you're ready to drop the burnout and bullshit strategy you've been fed and design your own aligned leadership style, you're in the right place. Let's go. Alexis, thank you so much for joining. I am so pumped for this audience to get to know you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. All right. So, you know, we kind of went through your bio, but... Tell me a little bit more about you. What is your backstory and why are you an expert in this field of finding rhythm? Yeah, I have been a lifelong entrepreneur. So since I was just a little kid, I have loved this world of entrepreneurship and I have been in network marketing for 14 years. And every person, after I would do a training, they would come to me and say, how are you doing this with four small kids and your husband's in the army? Like, how do you make all of this work? And of course, I would always answer them. And I started to realize, oh, there's a theme to this. I'm not perfect. I mess up. But there are certain things that I do that create little easy hacks, easy tips, easy strategies. And I started to notice they were like a rhythm. And so I just decided, you know what, instead of just serving the women that say yes to buying a starter kit to my team, I'm going to serve all entrepreneur leaders, particularly moms, and teach them and support them in finding rhythm for their home and their business. I love that. And so you use the phrase rhythm. You say find rhythm. And So often we hear that we need to find balance. Mm -hmm. So I guess my first question is why rhythm? What 
what makes rhythm unique and why don't you use the word balance? When I think of balance, I think of, you know, you're balancing on a balance beam or you have a scientific scale and you kind of want the sides to be even. And so you're kind of giving, you know, maybe 50% to professional, 50% to personal, you know, and you're trying to figure out how to make them evenly weighted. And that's just not what I found to be true in life, at least for me as a mom and an entrepreneur and a wife and a friend and a volunteer. And so I chose rhythm because it does have an ebb and flow because we are the common denominator between being the business owner and the wife and the mom and all those things and everything in between. And so we have days where we need that ebb and flow of we're pushing hard for a goal or our child gets sick and we need to that that ability to be able to go back and forth and not fall into that cycle of shame and guilt at the same time. Yeah, I I love that. I always say that balance is bullshit. <laughs> it's never you're never going to be able to have everything be equal, right? Mm-hmm. Like you talked about the scales Never is there ever going to be a point where every single thing in your life and every single priority is equal and it's the same. And it shouldn't be that way because one thing is always going to be taking your energy, whereas something else will be on the back burner. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself in this weird place of being on your phone, creating the the business Instagram post while you're supposed to be playing with your kids. Or you'll find yourself in a business meeting wishing that you were at home with your sick child. Yep. Balance is just unattainable. So I love that word rhythm. So tell me more about how you lead people to rhythm and how rhythm can help people support their goals. One of the things that we look at is where are they right now? Like, what are you struggling with? What are you feeling that tension in what areas of your life? And then we say, okay, well, where do you want to go? What are your business goals? What are your personal goals? And then we break down what's happening in between. You know, are you in a cycle of shame and guilt because every night you go to bed and you think, there goes another day. I didn't do what I said I was going to do. You know, I'm one week into the month and I don't have my new team member and I'm at the end of the month and I didn't reach my sales goal and we're in this cycle. And so we detect those things. So where are Mm -hmm. you now? Where do you want to go? What's happening in between? And then when we break that down, we start to implement those practical strategies, those rhythms. All right, well, instead of being in that cycle of shame and guilt, what if we tried this? And what I notice is it's not a number one or a number two thing, and it changes everything in a day. It is the small, tiny, insignificant shifts that feel like this isn't going to matter. But after they build upon each other day after day after day, we can look back in a couple weeks and a couple months and think, look how far I've come. Like I'm doing it. I, I have it. I'm, you know, I'm being successful in my home and in my business. And no, it's not perfection. But we just start to implement those small strategies, those small little things so it can support them in all areas of their life. So give me an example of of one of these small things. Say, say I'm yeah. to come to you and say, I my life's a mess, Alexis, yeah. help me out. <laughs> what is, I guess, one of the first things that you notice or something that's really common that you notice amongst your clients? 
Yeah. So one of the top strategies that we work through to find that rhythm is a brain dump. And it's not the most attractive name. And you've probably done it a little bit before, maybe a little bit here, a little bit there. But what I find is we forget that, you know, okay, we write down all of our to-dos for our business. We'll write down all the to-dos for the house. You know, don't forget the birthday present for the birthday party on Saturday, the meal plan, the laundry. But We take an extra step when I work with my clients and I do something with them called a mental walk. And so I have them, after they've written everything out in their head, mentally walk through their home because all the things that are still stuck in our brain are the things like, I need more toothpaste and I need to wash my makeup brushes and it drives me crazy that my pillowcases aren't matching and my linen closet is a disaster. Like we hold all of those things and the more that we're holding in our brain, the less space that we have to think creatively and to strategize for our businesses. And so I ask them, I want you to close your eyes and mentally walk through your house. So for me, I start at the farthest point of my house and I start at my master bath. And I literally am in the shower, walking through the shower. Okay, now I'm at the vanity. Now I'm in our master bedroom, walking down the hallway. And I'm all these things that are coming to mind, I'm putting them all out on paper. And that allows you to start with a clean slate. Everything is out of your mind. Everything is on paper. And that is something that feels small. It seems, okay, that's kind of trivial, but it really makes a difference that you now have a clean starting line. You literally just blew my mind with this mental walk because (laughs) as soon as you started thinking or as soon as you started talking, I was like, oh yeah, like I do need to scrub the tub, which is not on my brain dump list. I do a brain dump every week and I do need to clean my makeup brushes. And if I'm being honest, clean my makeup brushes has been on my like mile long to-do list for way longer than yes. I care to admit because that means my makeup brushes are disgusting. But like <laughs> I never put it on my brain dump list and I never put it into my schedule to actually do. And it does. It bothers me. And now I'm trying to think – I'm trying not to think of what are the other hundred little things that I want to do that don't get done that are really just eating up time and energy because I keep thinking about them. Yes. And that leads right into decision fatigue. And that's, I feel several, a lot of entrepreneurs are familiar with that, but the average person makes 35,000 decisions in a day. And so if the average person makes 35,000 decisions in a day, even ones we don't think about, I'm going to make a left turn here. I'm going to put my right sock on first. I'm going to brush my teeth and then I'm going to wash my face. So if every time you are sitting down to do your makeup and you're thinking, I need to wash my makeup brushes, and then you get that frustration, and then you make the decision, oh, now I need to do this thing, or now I'm going to go on to this thing. It just adds to the pile. So if you can take that initial step, which it's going to take a few minutes if you've never done it or it's been a while, and you literally mental walk and put everything out on paper, you're going to be able to be like, and to breathe. You're going to be able to take that breath and to say, okay, now we can get started. Wow. I'm still sitting here thinking about all the things that I need to do now. But So what does this do, this mental walk and the brain dump? 
And a, a brain dump for anyone who's not familiar is just literally writing down on a piece of paper every single task you need to do throughout the week, right? Yep. Yep. It's like dumping your brain onto a piece of paper. Yeah. Some people do it daily. Some people do it weekly. The way I personally do it, I do it at the beginning of my week and I look at my brain dump list. And this is something that I teach my clients as well. Look at your brain dump list and figure out what's a to-do and what needs to be an appointment. That's good. Because if it's going to take you more than like 15, 20 minutes, it needs to be an appointment. You need to schedule time into your day to do it because otherwise it's got so much less a chance of ever getting done. Yes. Things like drop this in the mailbox. That's a to-do. Things like make content for social media. That's not a to-do. That needs to be an appointment. That needs to be a time block in your calendar. Yes. So I, I do this. I look this brain dump. What are the, in addition to, I guess, having more free time, what else does this do for you? After you do the brain dump and you look at everything, and I think it's important to note too, if you are more of a visual person and the idea of putting everything on a lined piece of paper is just overwhelming to you, something I learned from a friend is called mind mapping. Um, And she didn't teach it to me. She just told me about it. But it is where on a piece of paper, let's say you draw a couple of icons, a house, um, a little something to represent your business and maybe something to represent your family. And as you're brain dumping and you're taking that mental walk, you actually put things next to the icons on paper. So typically people who are more visually oriented, that will help them to distinguish the categories better. So you asked you know, what what are some of the benefits of after you have everything out on your mind? Well, now, one, you can actually mentally breathe and you feel like, okay, and you look at everything and you can start to categorize it. So maybe it's something just like you said, you make an appointment with it or it's a to-do. Maybe it's something that you automate. Um, Maybe you eliminate it. Maybe you delegate it or you find a way to simplify it. And similar to what you said, what I like to do is after everything's out on paper, then I, I do it once a week as well. And I look at my planner and I write in the boulders of my schedule, the non-negotiables of the things that I'm doing for work and for personal. And then I see how does my brain dump fit into that? Because I have the tendency as an Enneagram 3 and an overachiever to say, I'm going to put everything on Monday and get everything done by 10 o'clock on Monday morning. And that's just not feasible for me. But because I can look at my calendar, I can remind myself, look, you don't have a babysitter on Monday and you have family coming over Monday night for dinner. So it allows me to be realistic when I'm taking all of those to-dos and those appointments and plugging them into my calendar And that is going to equate into you feeling empowered. I can do this. I'm not going to wake up Monday morning with a to-do list and 32 appointments in my day, which I already know I'm not going to be able to do, but it's such a long list. I have to get it done. But instead you can say, no, I'm going to plug it into the days that it needs to go. And I'm going to feel empowered waking up because I know I'm going to do these things on this day and those things on that day instead of everything on one day. So it's funny that you talk about working your schedule in your Enneagram type because I do it too, except I'm not an Enneagram 3. I am an Enneagram 6. Okay. So that means I'm always finding 
worst case scenarios, right? So I found that what I have to do for me to make my schedule work is one, make everything an appointment, but also make sure I have white space in my day because I know for a fact that something is going to come up and it's going to be a disaster if I don't have margin in my day. That's what I call it. I talk about that all the time is margin. You're so right. I totally agree with you. So how does someone who really likes to plan, how do you create margin or how do you force yourself to hold margin in your day? And more or less, we're just talking white space here when we say margin, but how do we force ourselves to keep that white space? So for me, I'm a homeschool mom. I have four kids, seven and under. My husband travels frequently, and if he's not traveling, he's gone from early morning, typically to dinner or after bath time. And so I desperately need that white space because if I fill every minute and every hour of my day, I will go insane by lunchtime. It's just not going to be a good situation. So one of the things that I found, and this was taught to me from someone that was one of my mentors, is she said, split your day into three parts and work two of the three parts. So maybe it's morning, afternoon, and evening, or maybe depending on your schedule, you do five parts. You add on early morning and late evening, and you don't fill every part of that day with work. So maybe you're working two of the three parts or three or four of the five parts. So how I find margin practically is let's say I have two or three things I want to do in the morning. I leave the afternoon for margin and white space, and then I know I'm going to do some things after the kids go to bed. I allow that margin, which you could even consider that breathing room in your schedule, where if those things don't happen in the morning time, and for me, I don't mean between eight and nine o'clock. The way my, the season of life I'm in right now, morning for me is between 7 a.m. and 12 p.m. So if they don't get done in that morning time, I'm able to just move it to the afternoon and or move it to the evening. So I just give myself that breathing room even in those three parts of the day. When I take the brain dump and I put it into my schedule, I just have to remind myself, where's your margin? Keep your breathing room because if you have small kids, you know if something goes haywire the whole day can go into a tailspin. So I think that's really important, especially for moms. Yeah. All it takes is to lose the stuffed animal and your day is shot. Exactly. (laughs) Anyone who's got a toddler understands that. Yes. So my question for you then is you talk about leaving one of these spaces blank, right? Leaving your margin that way. What about those of us who not only have a business and a child, but also have a nine to five. I know I find myself, you know, I work my nine to five and my nine to five is 7.30 to 4.30. Mm-hmm. But I have I have my daytime job and then I have my toddler and I also have my podcast and my business and that does not leave a lot of time for margin. And it sure as hell doesn't leave a lot of room for error, Right. So what advice would you have to those multi-passionate entrepreneurs who are also moms and also doing the nine to five and doing all the things and wearing all the hats? The first thing that comes to mind, and this is not my saying, but it says sometimes you must slow down to speed up. 
And so, you know, Sarah, if I was talking to you, I would, I would say, let's talk through your brain dump. Let's make sure you're getting everything out and looking at that and automating as much as we can and delegating as much as we can, right? There's time constraints. There's budget constraints. We work within that. Is there anything we can eliminate? Is there anything we can simplify? So that way we are we are not taking things away from your business, but we are making sure only you are doing the things that you can do. So we have, let's say we got through that and then I'd say, Sarah, you know, what are what are the boulders for you? In the mornings, you know, if you need to be at work at 7.30, what's important to you in the morning? Do you love that morning routine with your little one? And is that like that sacred time and you don't want anything to come around that? Yeah, okay, so we're gonna put that there. And if you said, well, you know, she doesn't wake up till later. She's good. Five minutes, we get up out the door. She goes to school. Maybe we might look at putting some margin for you in the morning, you know, and then if we need to switch that around, we would look at the night. What I find is when we honor our priorities, we, at least what I'm learning and what I'm I'm seeing others that I'm working with is the space for the other things. It's there. There's like an overflow when you honor those priorities, when you're not just rushing by your children in the morning because they're an inconvenience to you not getting your to-do list done. Does that make sense? It does. And I, I found that when I started putting, for me, it's, it's not mornings. I would, I don't know if your husband agrees or not, but I would like the army so much better if army started at 10 a.m. versus 7 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. (laughs) It's not so much the mornings for me, but it's, it's bedtime. Bedtime around here is sacred to the point, right? That I even shot you a message an hour and a half before we started recording this podcast saying, Hey, can we we push it 10 minutes? Cause we're recording at night and I knew kiddo had a hard day and I wanted to be there for bedtime. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot that we can do, but I found that when I started putting those things, those boulders, as you call them, in my calendar, everything else started falling in place. It just, it sort of happens. Yeah. I was no longer searching for how to use that time. I knew that I was using that time to work on my priority, which is my family. And that made me happy. (laughs) Yeah. It was an easy decision. And absolutely easy. You know, those are the important things for you. And like you said, when you honor that, like you you have joy. And so that joy overflows into the different parts of your life. And just like the reason I call it rhythm is because it's not balanced because it is an ebb and flow. I think that's I think there's benefit to looking at your personal and professional life holistically as one. And I am not a health coach and I am not a doctor, but even for someone that's crazy busy like that, like for me, I'm about a month in of drinking a gallon of water every day and I have noticed a huge surge of energy. So even if it's not my normal, but even if, you know, the kids are up in the middle of the night and I've worked late because I'm trying to finish a project and it's that one-off night, I'm still able to get things together in the morning. You know, so it might be, Alexis, I literally have maxed out everything I can in my schedule. Well, what about your body? You know, are you taking care of your body? And so I think if you can look at all of it holistically, meaning as a whole, you really can start to see where you can adjust things to find that rhythm. 
No, I love that. So for those of us who maybe know right offhand, like there's no rhythm in my calendar. There's just task vomit yeah, <laughs> all over my planner. <laughs> what are one or two easy things that we can do today to make tangible change moving forward? Well, I would definitely reference the brain dump again. So I'd say get out a piece of paper, dump your brain, do that. And what it doesn't I like, need to be pretty. <laughs> no, it does not need to be pretty. Most of the time, mine is not. And if you're a colored marker, a colored pencil girl, you know, color categorize it. So you can see after everything's down what goes where. One of my most valuable things, I think, when it comes to my schedule is sometimes it's easy for me just to open up my schedule and look at emails and look at my Instagram DMs and make sure everything's plugged in. But if I, what you could do right now is you could look at your schedule and just stop and think for a minute. What do I want this week to be like? How do I want to feel at the end of the week? And if you're not wanting to feel exhausted, if you're not wanting to feel tired, then make the appropriate choices for that. And that might look like, you know what, I'm going to make sure I'm in bed 30 minutes earlier, or I'm going to get up 10 minutes earlier. And something, it sounds silly, but I've had to remind myself to do was check with my husband for his schedule, you know, or check with your spouse. Mm -hmm. And so that could be a very tangible thing that, especially as moms and entrepreneurs, we're just going, 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 you know, have that conversation if you're married. Hey, what do you have going on this week? What's important to you this week? Because when you do start to have the, that joy in your day and you end the day feeling like, oh, that was good. I did it. That is That part of your cup is going to overflow into the next day and into the next day. Yeah, absolutely. And that checking with your spouse, with your significant other helps not only – just a tangible thing that we can do right now, but right. Cause what if you're both business plans, uh, you both have work trips or you both like, these are things that you need to figure out ahead of time Yes, <laughs> to avoid those last minute rushes and those simple oversights. So yeah, speaking with your spouse, critical and the brain dump, it's not a sexy name and it doesn't have to be pretty, but getting everything out on paper. I am a huge advocate yes. for that. So Alexis, if people want to know more about rhythm and how to find it in their home, in their life, in their business, how do they get a hold of you? Well, Instagram is my jam. I am also on Facebook, but either on Facebook or Instagram, I'm Alexis T as in Tom Greco, G-R-E-C-O, and I am in my DMs every single day except Sunday. I have that blocked off as part of my rhythm, but I am in there every day and just send me a voice message or type out a message and say, hey, this is what I'm running into. What would you recommend? And I would be glad to work with you through that so I can support and encourage you that way. And we can figure out what's going on. What strategies could you implement? Well, I love that. And I hope that people come talk to you because even just following you has been life-changing. Even just this conversation has been great. So thanks again so much for coming on the podcast and joining us today. And we will talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I sincerely hope 
that you got something out of today that you are going to be able to take and use on your journey to wherever it is you're going. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and share your takeaways on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Sarah May Ski on Instagram. While you're waiting for the next episode, please check out our exclusive Beyond Leadership community over on Facebook to connect with more like-minded and like-hearted individuals dedicated to learning, leading, and encouraging right alongside you every day. Until next time, let's go.